So now Ram. Mickey Mills. How the devil are we? I'm all well, sir. Yeah. I'm all well. How's things with you, man? Very good. Very good, man. We're getting by. Yeah. Are you we? adjusted to these uh, new rules and regulations? If you call them rules and regulations. Um, yeah. I want to say I'm adjusting. I w nothing's changed. <laughs> For me, personally. Well. I mean, nothing's really different. You know what I mean? It's all... It's the same same shit, different day, isn't it? Really, literally. Well, literally now you can go out. Well, yeah, now you can go out and run twice guilt-free. Well, there you go. Well, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How was that. your How was your half marathon today as well? Was it half marathon you did or? It was. I, no, what did I do? I did fifteen kilometers today. Whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. Just ran. You're off your I just ran I until it, I felt. I think it comes up to about. That's uh, nine, isn't it? 10, yeah, nine, ten. Nine, ten. Yeah, nine, I did twenty. Miles. I did twenty the other day. And um, I found that relatively easy. To be honest, we are the pace wasn't too bad. It was like four four forty, I think it was, or something. But I uh, I said to myself, yeah. I'm going to do twenty five this week. I tw uh, twenty five. So I was, I was actually thinking about doing twenty five today. But here's the thing: I don't know if anybody else is the same as this. But the day after a rest day, everything feels harder to get going. Like I don't run as fast from the off. Like I don't warm up as quickly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Which is weird. But whereas, like, if it's midweek. Different story, man. Sorry, I just... Mick. I just, I, I, I very slightly lost you there. Oh, really? I think the, the connection. To repeat that last bit again. You said after your rest day. I said after my rest day. I normally, it normally takes me a little bit longer to get going in terms of like my warm up, in terms of like uh, how fast I run to begin with, or how hard I'm hitting a bag or whatever. Whereas if it's midweek and I'm like halfway through the week of, of training, maybe training twice a day. Yeah. It just, it's just like straight away, bang, straight in. You know, I don't know that's why a, that, that is. That's, that's an interesting topic, actually. So in terms of your rest day. Mm. Now I kind of half know what you're doing at the minute because you're out of camp. I don't. I haven't got a magnifying glass on you. Mm. So what are you doing in terms of your rest day at the minute? So rest day is zero, man. I mean, I go for so a walk abs. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I so it's, it's it's still active rest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not laying down like pre-fight. Yeah. For as long as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's a it's a it's something that a lot of people. It's a question I get asked quite a lot um, in terms of what they should do on their rest day and. Um, in honesty, it all depends on what their load looks like throughout the week, because mm -hmm. um, there there's an argument for sedentary rest where you completely do nothing, and there's an argument for uh, active recovery. For someone like you, mm. I think active recovery is is perfect because it, as soon as you stop, your your body goes completely to kaput. Mm. Hence, hence the fact it takes you longer to get going again after your rest day if that makes sense yeah. but someone whose load is quite small they can get away with um, with doing like a sedentary rest I do sedentary rest so sedentary rest means what? like complete like not good, not doing anything like sitting on my arse all day oh okay got you see if I yeah. do that like you say if I do that it, it just just doesn't doesn't go well for some reason I have to do something like normally I, I, I roll out or I go for a walk or even sometimes like a light jog or something like cross training or something like that, man. But to be honest with you, obviously in camp it's, it's zero. I do try to do as little as possible outside mm. of camp because because obviously my load's not. As, I mean, I'm still training twice a day. I'm, I say I probably average like two hours of work a day in terms of training. Yeah. But it's not like I'm doing 45 minutes 100 percent intensity on the pads. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You enjoy you enjoying your training when you're at camp. I do enjoy my training. To be fair, I I'd enjoy it now if I was getting punched more. I miss getting punched, mm. and I felt, and this is this is an interesting thing. I felt so aggressive the past. I mean, last week, probably two, one or two days last week, I, bro, I was so aggressive. So just anything would just, 
I, I just get vexed immediately, man. And I'm thinking, like, what is going on? Why am I getting so angry so quickly, man? But I, I, I've, I've realised this because there's no output. Like, I can't punch anybody. I can't wrestle with anybody. You know, there's nothing to fucking scrap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't just think it's you. I think it's the rest of the nation. Oh, I, don't, I, th- I think it's, it's yeah, maybe it's your, your craft match with boredom, mm. match with low stimulation do you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. everyone's had kind of like their rest period now yeah even for the people that are running at 150 miles an hour they've had their weeks of rest and now they need some healthy stress back in their life yeah man yeah and that's that's maybe why you're why you're coming across a bit more why you're thinking you're a bit more aggressive oh no i was definitely a bit more aggressive like if i if i cracked an egg wrong i'd lose my head <laughs> you know what <gasps> i mean it's like a bullshit yeah yeah i've been the same not necessarily that aggressive but just like with Verity and stuff, she's like, right, we need to get you out doing something. Yeah, I've even man. said to people like, and this is, I'm saying this straight up. If anyone needs any help with anything, yeah, hit me up. Yeah. I'm volunteering for absolutely anything. Just tell me, and I'll it. be there. That's I'm it, a man. good worker. My CV's good. Yeah. I can make it match whatever you're doing. Just hit me up. Make I'm good, just, I'm, I'm just bored now. Make a good cup of tea, right? I make a good cup. I make the best cup of tea. Damn bro. straight. Damn straight. Yeah. That's that's cup of tea. Yeah, man. But uh, Listen, I want to talk to you about something actually. Please, because I saw this topic raised, and I've never really got your insights to it. I see you do it, but I, I don't. I've never asked you why because it's part of your game. Um, trash talking. Yeah, trash talking. Yeah. So taken from all different sports, um, you can take it into life. You can take it into anything. I wanted to know kind of um you know the, the reasons why you're trash talking what you think the benefits are the pros the cons that yeah. sort of stuff because i know you do i see you do it all the time yeah but then i know it's not you if that makes sense yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it's I, that kind of thing that you need to slip into yeah to perform i think part of it definitely is me this hundred like a part of it when i'm in there is definitely me but i would say i'd like to say that it's purely from a strategic point of view Mm. Um, because when you've got an angry fighter, you're up against an angry fighter. The easiest thing to do is to get them angry and get them to open up, because they do. Sure. You yeah. start talking shit to someone, they they're gonna open up if they're if they're an angry fighter. Now you got someone who, like I've had people trash talk to me, and it just it doesn't get in. It doesn't affect me. Mm. But some people aren't like that. Some people will react and they'll open up and they'll start swinging, and you'll almost welcome it and say, "Oh, come on, like I'll, I'll give you a round of just punching my gloves." Because I know you're going to be knackered over the next six rounds. Do you know what I mean? I'll happily talk mm. shit to you. From a strategic point of view, it works. It works well. And at the same time, you do. Yeah, you're right. You have to turn into this 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 arrogant, uh, aggressive. You know what I mean? The, the guy you have to turn into. And for some reason, mine comes out with me talking shit to the person I'm in the ring. And more so, like, oh, like I'm not calling them names. Well, sometimes I'm calling them names. That's a complete lie. Sometimes I am calling them names. Other times, it's more just laughing. You know what I mean? Saying you hit, you hit like a bitch, that kind of thing, and mm. um, and sometimes it works. Other times it doesn't. Sometimes it works. Other times they don't open up, and it's not from a strategic point of view. It's just from an aggressive point of view. But at the same time, I get tagged, and my immediate reaction is to laugh. Now maybe that comes yeah. from um, being the youngest of five, and you know what I mean, showing no fucking, showing no pain type thing or whatever. But at the same time, in terms of when you're in, when you're in an engagement, you're in a fight. There's nothing better than. Then showing the person that you're fighting that you're that you you're not being affected by what they're throwing at you. And even if you are, even if you're like you're on buckly legs, 
and you say to him, right, that ain't not, you literally have nothing on me, that kind of thing, that, which is which is exactly what it sounds like. You've been ringside, man. You hear it, you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, sometimes it comes I mean, out and it's like, bro, you've got nothing on me, whatever, like saying that kind of stuff. From a t- strategic point of view, it works. It does work. And um, I can't say that for everybody, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've seen, uh, I think it was a fight against Kevin McCauley, where <laughs> it, this, this is the flip side of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've seen you fight for the last seven years in in different sort of parameters. And I don't think you've connected with a sweeter overhand right against Kevin McCauley. No. And then my my man giggled. He literally hugged me and laughed, didn't he? Yeah. How, what did that do to you mentally? To be fair, at the beginning, and we must talk about Kevin McCauley, because Kevin McCauley is one of the most outstanding journeymen that England has to in offer. The game. Oh, oh yeah. he's had to, um, an unbelievable uh, over two hundred fights, hasn't he? Yeah, and I remember watching. I remember watching the fights with you. I remember watching Kevin's fights with you. Yeah, just to go through like some rough game plans. Yeah, and um, I remember. I remember saying like, Mick, don't do not go for this knockout. This guy is not going down. <laughs> oh, you could throw anything at this guy, and he's not going anywhere. Throw kitchen sink at him. You could, and he's also like a law student. Did you know that? Is he? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, man, the guy takes hits for a living and he's also like incredibly smart he that fight right so obviously you go into a fight expecting a fight yeah and if you look at look back on kevin's kevin's kind of track record obviously he's a journeyman so when you say journeyman everybody just assumes are oh, they're, they're there to lose but that's not the case at all because every journeyman i've ever fought has, has, has come for the crack you know what i mean my, my pro debut against sam amidi super nice dude by the way um he he's also he makes amazing music. If you listen to some of this guy's music, unbe- really? unbelievable, bro. The guy could be something in music, hundred percent. He's an awesome rapper. So my my pro debut against Sam Sam Amidi, he had a he had a track record of losing, and uh, he won a few. He'd lost a few. Uh, he come. We had arguably but one of the best scraps I've ever had. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. and every fight I've had has been against maybe someone a little better or a little bit more. Um, their record shows but then I come up against uh, I can't remember his name the last guy I fought his record was 9 wins and 4 losses so he, he was a better he was better than me he had more he had more fights under his belt he had uh, I believe he had a knockout under his belt um, yeah. he you know what I mean he was the he was a, a, essentially a prospect like, let's be honest you know what I mean 9 and 4 ain't that bad and uh, he come in the ring and fucking bottled it after the second well, round yeah so th- this is this is the other thing so I think um, he <laughs> He was a funny character, um, and I'm not sure what his game plan was. And we come off a massive camp. I think we came off like a, not a six month camp intentionally, obviously. No, no, no. What the last guy? Yeah, the last guy. Yeah. So um, we had a fight plan that got cancelled. Then we had another one planned. Then that got cancelled. And then we fought the last one. He bottled it in the second, didn't he? What was his name? The most Nick? recent guy we're talking yeah. about right here. Yeah, the most yeah. recent fight. What was his, yeah. What was his name? Um, Tommy, Tommy something, wasn't it? Yeah, he was from up north, wasn't he? I don't know where the fuck he was. No, from Leeds, wasn't he? Yeah, he was from up north, and I'm, I'm sure he um, he did something with Brendan Ingle or something. But I remember him talking shit from Do you remember? The, the second you weighed in to all, all the way through, all the way through, yeah. even in the fight, everything. Like, how... Like, I know how it affected you mentally, but yeah. how do you... Like, can you reflect back on it and think, like, Oh shit! Actually, I wasn't myself that day. Yeah, I remember looking at Sid, and yeah. Sid looking at me and was saying, you, just "Calm your shit down, man." Like, I remember he was yeah. thinking, I could see he, the worry in his eyes because he's thinking, because me as a fighter, if I'm in a good place, 
I feel unstoppable, man. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And to be fair, I was... I don't know, man. I, I remember... I remember seeing him at a weigh-in. Do you remember he jumped in a ring at a weigh-in and started yeah. punching the air and was like, Lizzie, you want me light work, light work. And I remember laughing, like creasing and thinking, what the uh-huh. fuck is this guy doing, man? And then he'd walk past the window. I remember we were getting warmed up and he'd walk past the window and like, like fucking pat and bear hard stare me. Yeah, look all tough. And then he'd walk back up and he showed me the thumbs up. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, your fucking mind up, bro. What are you trying to do here? Yeah, and I think serious I was, mind games going on. I feel like I was so, I was just, I wanted to kill this guy, man. Like, yeah, not even I, like, I don't think mentally I was like, I was, and I would say this, before, prior to that fight, there was a, there was a time about a week where I weren't all there, man. Like, I was just yeah, in a so weird this, place. This, this is something that I want to, like, dive into. Not not heavy, but just as much as you kind of want to. No, crack on, man. Um, like, because I think that the biggest thing from that is, like I mentioned before, we come out of, a, not intentionally, a six-week camp, a uh, six-month camp. Mm. Because fights kept getting cancelled, and then cancelled, and then cancelled. And then I think you built up this, this you know... Not aggression. Maybe it was aggression. Mm. Maybe it was aggression because I was on the pads with you the night before and there was a different kind of look in your eyes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you yeah. just kept saying to me, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to knock him out. Now, you you as a boxer, yeah. you, you sorry, you as a fighter, you're a boxer. Yeah. Like you, go in, you, can, you can box someone's head off. and But you, you change your whole philosophy and I think what this guy was saying was just just added fuel to the fire. You were so angry from um, coming out of a six month camp. Yeah. You haven't fought in like you know God knows how long. Yeah. You just wanted to fight so much, and then him winding you up, you went in and you just wanted to take his fucking head off. And I think it wasn't until the second round when Sid grilled you and said, "Look, Mickey, start fucking boxing now." Yeah. You started boxing, then he thought, "Right, I don't want to be anymore." I um. Oh, and that's why I think yeah. trash talking goes the other way, doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I, I don't remember being like adversely affected by any kind of trash talking or anything that he done. I think it was more yeah. completely like down to me. I don't like I don't remember like thinking, oh this guy, you know what I mean? Why is he getting in my head or anything like that? I remember just thinking this guy's a fucking moron. I want to kill him. Like it was more like that. And I was so great. I remember building myself up months before the fight. I remember thinking. Oh, I'm gonna get a knockout. I'm gonna get like, that kind of shit. Which you had I don't. It in your head you knock him out. Yeah, I didn't have that, and I didn't have that prior to any other fight. And I thought to myself, I remember seeing him and thinking, Nah, he ain't all that. Um, and I've had the, <laughs> I had the. Uh, this has only happened a couple of times, right? And this happened with Sid once, right? So one time I was fighting at the corner exchange, uh, unlicensed. Yeah, they call it semi-pro, unlicensed, whatever you want to call it, right? I was fighting at seventy, and the match was made at eighty kg, right? Mm. So I was fighting at eighty kg. Bear that in mind. And uh, 80. 80 kg, yeah, 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 80 kg, oh, right? Hell. And the guy I was fighting weighed in at 78. So obviously, something in your head, you say, oh, he's 2 kilo lighter than me, bro. I'm, fucking, yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll. And Sid and, and Dean, uh, Dean Kumar, I saw him, right? Dean said he saw him, and he was like, yeah, he's not even that big, bro. Like, he's actually quite skinny. I was like, oh, is he skinny? I remember thinking, yeah, 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 sick, sick, sick. Anyway, we start walking out. You've been with me walking out before. We walk out down the side of the corner exchange, which yeah. is like a side side passage where nobody else yeah. is. And there used to be a seat next to the door where you could sit. So I sat next to the door, facing away from the thing, and I hear Sid and Dean burst out laughing, right? Looking as, it, as my opponent starts walking in. They burst out laughing, yeah? And I was thinking, what the fuck are these guys look, laughing at, man? I look around the corner. The guy is huge. He was massive, yeah? And they, they were laughing because obviously Dean came in and said, he's bare skinny. And they were like, fucking hell, he's fucking massive. I, I, I think I remember this. Was he, um, 
he had black shorts. He was he was a black guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah, dude. I, yeah, he was a unit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember. I, I was at the fight. I was in the. I was in the crowd. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I remember that fight. You you schooled him. Yeah, I schooled like, him. I schooled yeah, him. Yeah, but he he, he had to box, but he was a unit. Yeah, he was a big dude. He had these massive back, and I come I outside, and that, and I couldn't stop laughing walking to the ring. Because I was thinking, this is classic me, man. Like, I always get these giant <laughs> dudes. And Dean just could not stop laughing the whole time, man. I was like, fucking these guys, man. But the, the, going off of it is, if I'm in a positive mind frame, and I've yeah, learned now how to get myself there, so nothing can affect me now. Since post that last fight, nothing can get, can get me in a negative mindset prior to a fight because I know where I need to be. And mm. it's as simple as playing some James Brown, you know what I mean? Having a laugh. Me, you and Sid, we go to the coffee shop, don't we? We sit and have a laugh, pre, pre-fight. Yeah. Like, all I've got to do is get myself in that, my friend, and then I'm ready to rock and roll, man. There's like nothing, I feel like nothing can stop me, but I've learned my lesson that if you allow yourself to get into this negative mindset, it has like a, it has like this butterfly effect on everything else. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, a tiny, tiny part of negativity can cause you to get KO'd, bro. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it. Like a lapse. Of, let's say, for example, that was a championship fight, right? And you come off a through bad luck. You had another six months of where you couldn't box, mm. and this guy knew just to how very slightly throw you off in round one. All he had to do was tag you very slightly. That could be in the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred like, percent. And he did tag so, me. The margins are so so small. Do you remember the first shot he threw? Hit me clean, bro. A clean <laughs> shot. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely perfect. On the button, clean, uppercut, right? And I sat into it. And as he hit me, I looked just past him into Sid's eyes, yeah? And I could see Sid looking on the floor thinking, fucking hell, man. And I remember thinking, okay, okay, now I'm going to kill him. Like, I remember losing. I was just so aggressive. Pushing, 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 pushing. Come back after the first round after. This is the most recent fight, bear in mind. Come back after the first round. And my mum's got it on camera, right? She's got it zoomed in on camera. It's hilarious. I come to the corner and Sid kind of grabs yeah. me by the back yeah, of the neck. I, I remember you getting ripped. Yeah. New one. And do you know what? I was standing there with G, with George, yeah. and I said to George, right? George, my like, girlfriend, just case people. I said to George, Mix up and be able to hear this, but I hope he gets fucking terrorised now. Yeah. Because he needs he needs a kick up the ass to get him back into boxing mode. And it's like Sid telepathically heard what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbed you up by the neck. Literally, it was like, and he, yeah, but with like, you know, what I mean, with, with 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 your coach, you obviously so much respect that he was just like, yeah, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like that it was that was all it was. It was like, yeah, it wasn't like a hairdryer, yeah, but it was it was. Like, it was, it was and I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just. I, was, I said I thought I was doing right. He goes, why are you not boxing? He's like, why are you trying to kill this guy? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Anyway, go out to the second round after getting a grilling, tagged him, tagged this guy with his overhand right, and I remember thinking. I mean, so when you're in a fight, yeah, and you're in an engagement, and you and the thi- and things change, so where in, like his body language change or the way he moves change, I hit this guy with this overhand right, and I felt his his body change, the way he the way he was holding himself changed, right, and I was like, you got tagged, he got tagged, and I was saying to him, bro, I got you, bro, I've got your number, bro, and I was chasing him around the ring, screaming at him, bro, I got you, man, I got you. Then he says. Because a lot of people don't know this story. A lot of people have never heard. Like they, they heard about what happened, but they, you know, what I, mean? I put out a big post afterwards. But a lot of people don't know this story. I tagged him as overhand right. He went running, and I think he he squeezed me as in like he clinched with me about sixteen times, right? Oh, in mate, the first round. Ridiculous. Second round, ridiculous. yeah. Second round, he cl- kept clinching, kept clinching. Ref takes a point off him, says no more clinching. He's taking the piss now, right? So we come to the first engagement after the ref says you're not you're not clinching no more. After he's had a take point taken off of him, and I tag him again, right? 
And next thing you know, he's holding his bollocks and he's saying, he need yeah. me, he need me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? The ref splits us, goes over to his corner and talks to him, puts me in the in, in the neutral corner. And I don't know if you remember, but I start screaming at the crowd. I start fucking going mad. Yeah, yeah, I saying, let's yeah. fucking go. Let's fucking kill this guy. I'm screaming and shouting. I can hear my housemates in the corner saying, fucking kill him. Fucking kill him. Everybody's going mad. Everybody's going nuts. I could see Sid as calm as a cute, like, didn't even make a noise, bro. Didn't even make a, just staring. You know what I mean? Just calculating. Merv's there as well, doing the exact same thing. He comes out after, after having his telling off, after saying, look, you're fine. Comes out, we have another engagement. And, uh, tag him again I hit him with a few good clean shots in that second round and yeah, then after, after the second round he was a different fighter well that's it and then it comes to the end of the second round we go to our corner Sid said the first thing Sid, Sid said to me he didn't give me anything he just goes better that's all it is right and I was like okay I guess I'm doing alright and then um, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of imagination but it was better and then the ref comes over right as Sid's saying alright here's what we need to do you throw a long jab that kind of stuff the ref comes over and goes he's quit just comes and sticks his head in between me and Sid and goes he's quit and I was like, what? What do you mean he's fucking quit? Look over. And my mate's coming over trying to give me a fucking... Get, trying to give me a hug, isn't he, my man? Yeah. Trying to come over and have a conversation with me. And I said to him, bro, like, get the fuck out of here. And the funniest thing... This is how I know he went all there. The funniest thing he says to me, he goes... I said, get the fuck out of here, you fucking pussy, right? Excuse my French, right? <laughs> and he goes, what are you talking about, mate? I'll fight you right here. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and me and Sid all looking at him, we're like, "What the fuck did this guy just say?" Like, I was like, "Okay, then go, you know, go to your corner. Let's carry on. Let's get." I'll fight you right here. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about, mate? I fight you right here. And then we were all just like, "We are fighting right here. Like, this is a job." And uh, and then yeah, then, then he called it. So he, he technically, he quit on the stool. So which counts as KO. So that's why I got the KO on my record, but. I remember him walk so he walked out and I always stand at the entrance right mm. just as you walk in with G and he kind of walked between me and G yeah and I remember holding G back yeah she, she was gonna kill <laughs> he him he was bro. he was screaming all sorts of yeah I bet she was I bet she profanity man room. profanity everywhere. oh my after like she had a few wines as well yeah she went so yeah imagine the kind of stuff that was coming out of her mouth <laughs> yeah man um, i remember i seen my video of my mum chasing him calling him a disgrace with a camera yeah, it, <laughs> it was it was bad but listen this is this is what boxing is at, it at is some it's point. stories bro as well isn't it it's, it's funny so, now do you remember going back down to do you remember the feeling of going into the changing room after yeah and sid was trying to cut your wraps and you kept getting angry <laughs> yeah i was losing mate he was trying to get my wraps off could he could get, I said, bro, come on, man, get these fucking wraps off. I said, I need to, I need to go and have a cold shower or something to calm myself down. I said, bro, you got to get these wraps. We couldn't cut them off, did we? But do you remember the feeling of the changing room? Yeah, it was weird. It was odd. Well, it was horrible. It was a horrible yeah, feeling. Was, and I remember thinking to myself, that was when I, when I truly decided that mentality is everything. And I thought, from then on, whenever I find myself in a negative mindset, I know how to get myself out of it. I know I need to get myself out of it. Which is so difficult. That is that is something that you you know it's very very difficult to teach, and people try and learn that for years and years and years. And I always say this to you, Mick: you've learned the harshest lessons very early in your boxing career. Oh, amazing! And yeah. at the time, it's very difficult to take. But I kind of stand back and say, look, Mick, this is the best thing that can happen to you right now. Yeah, in terms 100%. of your career, like calculate, like putting all together, like all the equation together in terms of your age, your boxing career, the effect it's having on you, everything can work out. Uh, it's working out in this perfect scenario because now if you come to a point where a fight gets cancelled late on or even on the day like we've had before 
you know, it's it's a it's um, it's off the duck's back. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Because we've been there before. Been there before. Yeah. We've done it. Yeah. We've experienced the the shit part, the real shit parts. Yeah, of it. we've had some rough times. We've had five five fights. Yeah, we've come out the back at the end of each five fight, learning a new thing. Yeah, and we've always been like. The, the the feeling after the fight has always been the same. Do you know what I mean? We've always been like, yeah. all right, cool. What's there's always that, what's there's next? always that sense, there's always that sense of relief because you think you've done everything. But I always say to people, look, you either win or learn. And luckily, on the last fight, we did both. We did. We won, we and won. we learned. And we learned how to. I learned then probably the most valuable lesson I'll probably ever learn in my life is is it's, it's all it's all mindset, bro. It's all mindset. If I can, I know how to get myself out of a out of a negative space. Now a lot of people don't. A lot of people really struggle with the constant in this negative space. Do you know what I mean? And I've somehow managed to learn to get myself out of that negative space. So when I find myself in it, I know where, I know what I need to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And in in combat sports, because it consumes your life prior and post, you don't. You need it. You need to learn that lesson. Now, luckily, like you say, I've learned mine. I've learned mine relatively earlier on. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think uh, GSP put it brilliantly. He said, leading up to the fight, it's 90% physical mm-hmm. and 10% psychological. On the day of the fight, it's 90% psychological and 10% physical. Oh, man. Oi, GSP is the GSP best might- thing to happen in any combat sport. But also, I don't think I helped the night before because I absolutely scored you in FIFA. Yeah, you fucking did, bro. And you know what I said to you after? I said, You, you, wanted, to, you wanted to launch a remote. I'm I like, just wanted to rest. You know what I mean? I was like, bro. I said, I'm fighting tomorrow. Are you kidding me? You like, scored me like 3 0. Let's go on the pads now. 3 0, you did me. Do you remember? You're the one that asked me to play as well. Yeah, like, I thought Mickey I was getting better. I honestly thought I was yeah. getting better. But it's like, all this, stories this. now, man. You know what I mean? It's all stories. It's hilarious when we sit and talk about it to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, when we sit and talk about it now, it, it's, it's funny. It and even funny. when we're driving around dropping off tickets like the night before, it, there's some funny stories with that. When we went to your dad's. Um, oh, uh, yeah. When, when, yeah, it was in like. Uh, when, when, Millbrook, wasn't it? Stuart B or something, wasn't it? Stuart B. There's some characters in there, boy. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. They were selling, selling, like, snake bite for, like, 90p. <laughs> you know like, what it was? Is, you know what it is? is it's, it's, we, we, we fucking... We, I don't know. We find a way to laugh consistently during that time, don't we? Yeah. We're always laughing about something. And normally, I'm still the brunt of the joke. You know what I mean? Even though I'm fighting the next day, there's still, like... It's grounding, isn't it? You know what I mean. Well, that's, that's it, and you got to think. But you know, life's bigger than boxing, isn't it? And yeah, that, that's what we've got to keep reminding ourselves through camp, and even on the day of the fight. Like, yeah. I think we're always trying to put a shed a different kind of light on the high, high pressure environment that we're putting in. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I couldn't you agree know? more, man. I couldn't agree more. And like I say, in any combat sport mindset yeah. is everything man mindset is uh, everything and you've gone through now yeah so from where where did it start for you because you actually appro- I don't know if you remember but you approached me initially I think it was uh, the when I really got my hands on you was the Paul Ducey fight yeah because you was said listen because uh, you heard about what I was doing with a weight cut and you yeah, I, I heard uh, about your partying story and you, for firing story <laughs> one time this to get this out of there, man. Once I was just kind of making up the weight cut. I was doing, I was doing like a YouTube weight cut, essentially. When I was just making it up, right? And there's a picture of me pre-fight, and I looked horrid. Do you remember that photo? Still lingering around somewhere. Yeah, it's still about, man. It's still about. And I, um, I, uh, you heard about it, right? And this is the thing that you did. You disappeared for a bit, right? We're talking like maybe like a couple of days after we had a conversation about it. And the next thing you know, you said, "I'm, I'm going to do your weight cut." <laughs> yeah. So you went off, learned everything. Learn yeah. all you could, 
come back and he said, all right, I'm going to do your weight cut. And then next thing you know, we're doing testing. You've got me on a treadmill sprinting for as long as I possibly can. Yeah, you know the, what I mean? the first bit, like I said, it's all about dirty collection, man. And this is what people don't understand with weight cutting. It's, it's, a, it's a craft. Mm. It's a craft. And it's very different per person. So I've developed this kind of formula in how to weight cut most effectively while optimizing performance. Because you can cut weight easy. Anyone could do it, right? Mm. But cutting weight when you've got a fight on – so when you've got a fight on the same day and you have to cut the weight on the same day, but you have to get the athlete to perform on the same day, that's the fucking hard bit. Yeah, man. So that that's the bit where, you know um, – and when I looked at everything and looked at the research out there, that's when I pulled you to the side and said, Mick, look, I love you, but you're doing everything wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're doing everything wrong. And whoever you're talking to in terms of your weight cuts at the minute, um, say thank you, but no thank you. This is how we're going to do it going forward. Yeah, yeah. And then that was it. From there, then I started like overseeing like your—I uh, wouldn't say your strength and conditioning, but like overseeing your load management. No, I definitely say um, you, you looked over my strength and conditioning because, to, to be honest with you, it, it got to the point where it was well, like it is now. You're you're in charge of that. Sid's in charge of that. You do everything you possibly can to make me the best possible athlete you possibly can, and then you push me forward so on the last day yeah, yeah yeah and that i think i was on uh, I, was, I was saying that on dan lesser's podcast that everything uh, you got to treat it like a car so i'm putting all the parts together like and making the car work but sid's t- essentially teaching you how to drive yeah that's it man do you know what i mean yeah 100%. so and that's that's the that's the fun bit about the the whole boxing camp you know like having that multidisciplinary team around you yeah where you can say right Sonny's going to look after this. I'm going to look after this. And then you have to go and do it on the day. Yeah. So it's like a, it's that try, try factor. I say it's lucky that I don't feel pressure, really, because it's, it's, there's pressure from your, your like, externally. You've got pressure from, like, the crowd and, the, you know what I mean? You, or, for example, financial pressure. You, you need you need the fuck, because oh, I need the fuck. I need to pay my rent, you know, that kind of thing. And then, you've got, and then you've got the pressure from, like, if you think about it, you've got the pressure of you and Sid have put all this in. Any, time, any amount of time that I've spent training, you've spent the same amount of time Putting it on to the me. phone, yeah, or on exactly. Laptop, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, now you're putting me forward. The pads or... That's it, man. That's it. I, I, that's, I, that's listen, that's that's the beauty of it that people, you know, it's a good insight to people like what what really happens because there's, there's so much that goes behind it. And I think what me and Sid and even yourself understand is that it could all get snapped away in half a second if you get caught wrong. That's it. And that's you the know? amazing thing, isn't it? That's the amazing thing. Right, that's Every, combat sports, man. That everything could be put to put to shit on a bad night, so yeah. we have to create an environment that's breeding positivity and success on the day. Talking of creating an v- environment, we're obviously going to look at East Area Academy because I know a lot of people have asked a lot of questions in terms of, you know, what is it? What's what going place? on? What's what going place? on? You've seen Sid it. Has, Sid has done. I was one of the very few uh, lucky people mm. to um, see it when it was. Uh, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure if Sid's technically opened it yet. He no, might be no, able to not open it. yet. Yeah, so to even still, it's not technically open. Um, so I saw it just before all this lockdown malarkey started, and we had a couple of roles. Um, at, uh, what's it called? East Area Combat Academy. E- just East Area Academy. Essentially, East what Area. we did was I said, I was saying to Sid, um, I think I think the mats are good enough for jujitsu, as in like they're soft enough. And uh, oh, and we said, all right, well, me, I'm going to get Sonny because me and you roll on Monday. I said, all right, me and Sonny are going to come down. We're going to have a roll. We're going to f- see how it feels. The the not like, not looking at the um, the facility too much or anything like that. But what that will create in the within the next few years, yeah, is going to be something that Bedford hasn't seen before. 
straight up. Straight up. Like, I see it as bloody adult Disneyland. It's exactly what it is, man. Combat it's, Disneyland. It's got everything that you want. And I want to speak to Sid about it, because I want to put, like, a, a bit of performance hat on it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it really could. Mm. So th- there's, there's little aspects of it that I think, you know, like let's say testing for example mm. that end, like you can have if you wanted or if you didn't want to say the east area boys i could put together like 10 different tests and have it on a screen mm. and each time each person that comes through and has their testing this up so you can see what kind of athlete that person is if that makes sense yeah 100 because he's and so that that creates that internal competition right oh well exactly and, he, and so you, there's you, loads, you... There's loads but i want to speak to sid on his own and like really go through this because i think there's a lot of scope for elite opportunity there oh i agree and obviously i couldn't agree more my 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 personal plan is to be the first boxing world champion from east area right and this, I don't think there's anything that um, will kind of put a barrier in that way. Then, listen, everything that we've put together now, it's happening. It's going. It's going to happen. 100%. It's not. It's not if. It's when. It's, exactly. It's not if. It's when. And at the same time, you have got to look at the the talent that will be coming out of that place. You've come to East Area before, yeah. You've seen us. You've seen us train. You've seen how we train. That that kind of competition that we have internally, yeah, in that hub. You've obviously got, you're gonna have Muay Thai coming out of that place. You're gonna have obviously boxing. You know what I mean? We've got all these different like multi disciplines. We've got all this all this stuff kicking off there when it's open. Obviously, when the government allows us to, yeah, we're gonna have an, a, the next level of of combat athletes coming out of that place. And and mark my words, it's gonna be we're gonna be on the world scale within the next 100%. few years. Hundred percent. Because I think it's it, you know there's one place having um, the best resources, which is what Sid's done. But what Sid has already is the best people. Yeah. Like him as a person, as a coach, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And so many people in Bedfordshire have the utmost respect for him. Exactly. And he, he's created such a good following where he doesn't even have to tell you to run through the wall. You do it automatically. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not one to, to do that. And he's always looking out, which is my biggest thing for a coach, is look out for the person first yeah. and then the athlete second. Yeah. And he's yeah. always done that from, from number one. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what the difference is between him and 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 essentially what he's taught me to be able to coach. Yeah, is you don't turn the your fighters, you don't turn the fighters into you. You don't yeah. train them to be you. You train them to be them. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to take a, a a guy who comes back, who comes, who comes training, who's all tight, fights like this. Imagine Mike Tyson esque fighter. Yeah. You're not going to change the way he fights to uh, start dancing. Mayweather, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's not going to happen. You you adapt to what they've got. You you you, yeah. you 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 build on what they've got, and that's what he's done. Like he doesn't even compete for me. That's what he just does. He sees. Yeah, he sees what you're good at, yeah. and he triples downs on your strength. Exactly. He's, he's not going to say right if you if you're a free flowing mover, mm. let's let's tighten you up and start. You know, there's aspects that he might want to want to concentrate on, but he's not going to change you. Yeah. If you're good at something, he's going to make you the best at it, 100%. which is such a key. When it comes to coaching, like if anyone like comes and watches like an open spa with the East Area boys, they're so different. Everyone they're so is fucking different, yeah. And that's that's the beauty of it. Like for most boxing clubs you go to, they try and they try and make this this square box so that you, you move like this, you punch like this. But nah, that's not how it works, man. Yeah. That's not how that's not how combat works. Exactly, Everything's man. So, exactly. so different, and it's such a good thing to see. Yeah, I like to say the, the 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 the, com- the the academy the academy itself. Like I say, it's going to be on a world scale in, in X amount of years, guaranteed. 
you can already uh, see it happening because yeah, you've I've got, got you've got talent coming through that place you know post like we've got like people paving the way for each other you know we've got two essentially two professional athletes me and Mike coming out of that place you've yeah. got Brennan Brennan who's well on his way up you know what I mean if, yeah, he, keep, he, I if he keeps going in the right direction uh, is he uh, he's trialling for the Olympics isn't he I'm, I, don't, I don't know the ins and outs I know he's ABA yeah I think that that's, that's he wants kind to of go ABA but you, we're, talk, we're talking boxing here but listen it, 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 I envision we're talking years you know what I mean we're mm. talking years there'll be a, there'll come a time right where Sid will be being approached by these elite level pros to be trained by him do you know how people I, flick between tra- co- coaches honestly I, I, I can see it happening already and I can also see a lot of fighters from external from other places gravitating towards us because of how good he is and I think people people recognise that do you know what I mean? Well, just to put things in perspective, so, you know, for those who don't know, Dan McGowan is arguably one of, not arguably, he is mm. one of England's best best TIE fighters. I think he's and like, he's, like speak- four, he's a flyweight, isn't he? He's like third or fourth. No, he's, he was like number one, number one flyweight, right? Yeah, and he's stadium champion. I, I think it's a Lupini stadium. I can't, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but I've been looking after Dan's rehab um, for like the last year or something. We've had some fucking major ups and downs. Mm. But even speaking to him, um, he would always tell you he remembers the scraps that he's had with Sid and his brother. Mm. Um, and that kind of molded him into the, the you know, that gave him the, the basis mm. to develop his, his Thai yeah. boxes from that. He's well, like, he used to he's a, yeah, he, bite down his gum shield and, yeah, and, he's, and go for it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and he's had some outstanding coaches in his time, I'm sure he has, man. He's, um, he, he's still there. Yeah. You, 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 your screen went black for some reason, it panics me, man. He, oh, he, um, he, on top of a lot of other things, Dan McGowan we're talking here, is also an outstanding athlete. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I feel like Bedford as a, as a whole have a tendency to create athletes and we've also got a tendency to create athletes and not allow them to pursue their dreams. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I've, I, do you know what I've noticed? When I open Kinetic, this is what I kind of noticed. Like, we've always had these guys who will get to that point, the mm-hmm. fringe of, yeah. like, elite level yeah. and never push through. Yeah. And I was like, right, I need to create something that's going to get them into that sort of, into that talking point into that yeah, bracket yeah, exactly do you know what i mean yeah like, and this i want to concentrate like we've got the the, the performance side but all, also the psychological side because i think that's something that gets that that gets tough like you mentioned it earlier mentality is the biggest thing when you're it fighting is. but how how much do you train mentality do you know what i mean unless you're putting them scenarios where you can reflect on it and you think right this is how i'm going to do it next time yeah. you're never taught how to create a positive mindset for yourself you're never taught how to create a performance mindset and that's something i want i want to bring to the table with Sid as well going through into his performance institute. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like you said, the the psychological side of fighting has a huge impact on you post pre-fight. We're talking months pre-fight, a week after the fight. I'm still not the same sometimes, man. You know what I mean? A couple no, of times, not. a couple of times I've been I've been aware well, of the fairies. It depends. It depends what the fight was like. Yeah, I think if you've had a good performance, then um, soon as soon as the, when the next day hits and you've had your first free donuts you're absolutely fine yeah man you're you're, you're back to 10 weeks ago mate. yeah but if, you, if you've not done something that you wanted to do in that fight you still got your north face hat on quite far down your eyes yeah and you want to take heads off in the street yeah and that's so, where 
criticise him, he's calm the fuck down, man. Yeah, man, because you've got you got a long time ahead of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But mentality-wise and psychological-wise, we've all had our we've all had our struggles pre-fight. You know, we've all had our struggles. Like, like you, everybody gets nervous, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> everybody gets, everybody gets. You know what I mean? That everybody wants to perform. Everybody wants to do well, especially in combat sports. Nobody wants to get knocked out. Yeah, but with what you're saying, yeah, if you can help people overcome that hurdle, well, like, what's stopping us, man? You know what I mean? What's stopping? What's stopping the next, the, the next generation of fighters, bro? Yeah, because that's what I mean. I think that's the, the, these last few parts of the puzzle which have just stopped a lot of Bedford fighters mm. getting to that stage. You know what I mean? Like we're fringe London, we're fringe elite, we're fringe, and I'm bored of being fucking fringe, man. Yeah, man. I want to get there and break through and like wave the flag. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. I, and I and you and you know since the beginning, man. In terms like, oh, all I want to do is promote this town, man, because it goes, you know, town, county, country, bro. And what we're trying to do is, we know we're 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 a hub of fighters, Bedford, not just like on a high street. You know what I mean? In within combat sports, there's so Same. many different combat sports around here, man. So many. It's ridiculous. So many. Don't get me wrong, I've seen my fair few scaps on uh, Tavistock Street. Oh, bro, there's been a few. Bro, I lived on Tavi for a little while, man. I've there's seen no a few of them, man. man. Yeah, exactly, man. You, some of these guys are just born and bred for it. But like I say, when 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 the time comes and when when the new place opens, I urge everybody to think about if they want to take their t- take their their combat combat sports career or their you know what I mean? They're they love of the sport to the next level, and if the if that's the if the answer is this, yes, then you know where you want to be. Let's be honest. Well, I'd, I'd even just say, just come and have a look. Sure. Just come and have a look at the place, and you know, just maybe just have a workout or something. Yeah. Because trust me when I say this, it's a fucking vibe. It is. And imagine, right? Imagine you've been around the East Area a lot, boys and girls. You know what I mean? The the banter we have between us. In, in that kind of place, it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's the community that comes with it, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, man. Exactly. It's, and I have to say, I have to say on air, yeah, that Sid has had a, had had help, yeah. We're not talking financial. He's done it all. Him and Sharon have all done it financially th- themselves. You know what I mean? They saved up for years for this place. We're talking years and years, yeah. Years and years they've been saving up and they did it, yeah. They've had, a, they've had help from other people. Some people have given up like an insane amount of time just helping build the place, yeah. And those people will never be forgotten, man. Like I'm not gonna go out and start saying, "Hey, thanks to this guy, thanks to that guy," because it's not it's not my place to do so, yeah. But there's some fucking good people on earth, bro. There's some good people who've given out an un- unbelievable amount of time. Well, just like help putting the place together. Just creating the place. Just creating yeah. the place. You know what I mean? And it's amazing, man. Sharon, Sid's wife, she's had a, as, as much a hand in it as everybody else. Do you know what I mean? It's like everybody has come together, yeah, and has worked so hard to create this place. There's no way on earth, yeah, not unless a nuke landed on it, that this place would be going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because 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 of us as 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 people, because of us as yeah. East Area and the people around them, man. Listen, I'm so excited for this. I don't know if you can hear it in my I'm, voice, bro. I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. Like, I can't wait because my my Tukan Academy is just around the corner, oh, bro, so I could go grappling there, yeah. striking at um, exactly at man. Area. And then yeah, it's 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 going to be perfect, absolutely perfect. And I like the fact that it's quite not far away from my work, but it's a it's about a ten minute drive from my work. Yeah, because that's because I'm training at work, 
training was almost like a like a get out for me and i don't kind of have that yeah because i've got all the facilities at work so you train at work you work at work you eat at work everything's done at work so yeah. it's going to be nice to have that right i'm back enjoying my training again yeah yeah 100 percent, man and i hope this kind of gives a little bit of insight into people because i know a lot of people want to know about it it's, you know what i mean i create i produced all the videos for i produced like four or five teasers for the place uh when we're po posting these teasers out i don't know i got a lot of attention and people love the look of it man but listen, it's going to be the next best thing. I promise you, it's going to be the next thing. And when we can get Sid on here, we'll have the we'll have the we'll have the talk about it, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Sid, Sid will be able to get it put straight from the horse's mouth, obviously, yeah, wouldn't man. it? We're um, we are. I think we have to call it there, bro. I uh, that's I totally cool, let's let's uh, let's say goodbye. Let's uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Ciao, bello. Ciao, bello, bro. It's been nothing but short of a pleasure talking to you again. Thank you for your insight on everything. No problem, man. I will speak to you on the flip side, hey, my G. Hey, thanks for listening to everybody who comes out of their way to uh, give us a listen. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you in a piece. Peace.